Okay, here we are. We're talking about the delusion of materialism, and this is what it's about. There's a whole industry set up to sell us stuff, and part of how they do that is making us feel bad for who we are or what we are or what we have. And if we would only buy more, well, then we would be okay. So later in the podcast, I'm going to feature some comments about the king of this, uh, Grant Cardone, who actually talks people into <laughs> jumping off of bridges. But, you know, first, let's speak generally about the delusion of materialism or the job of stuff. Materialism has a big job in the United States. Much of our economy is fueled by buying stuff. So much so that every day we are told the latest about how consumers are feeling, why they may be feeling that way, the last time they felt this bad, combined with speculation and blame. Media, culture, and business conspire to make you feel bad so that you buy something to feel better. It's an economic system. Our culture is saturated with pictures of what people are supposed to want and stories telling you American success is having certain things. Grant Cardone is a perfect example of someone who has made a career on selling success. He tells his students to jump off of bridges. Yes, I keep talking about that, okay? And they do it all for the American dream. It shows how desperate people are to appear successful, measured by materialism. Con artists aside, our financial system allows for the vast amounts of personal debt to facilitate people getting this stuff. People like Grant Cardone are only on the extremes of this pressure. The availability of credit at high interest rates traps people without financial acumen while advertising tells them they need a whole raft of things just to keep from looking like a loser. In one example from a prepper forum, a user asked about skills to develop rather than stuff to buy, and the other users just let loose on all the things you need to be prepared for the global collapse. Now, never mind that the fireball of the apocalypse will burn everything up. The others had been sold on buying their way out of fear, and no one was going to take away their pacifier. As a child, we were watching Hill Street Blues when my father commented that an assistant DA could never afford a new Mercedes sedan. We are still being given unspoken messages about what our life should look like. Social media influencers do nothing but create some public image through which to sell to the public. The lifestyle portrayed is almost completely fake. The best takedown of influencers is YouTube's Joey B. Toons. He reviews videos of social media influencers posing and preening in front of buildings and signs. And this is his commentary on one influencer's photo shoot. Imagine pretending to give a blank when in reality you just wanted to post a photo of your butt in yoga pants because you were feeling yourself that day. Where is police brutality when you need it? And you have this half-wit over here pretending she's actually fixing up the neighborhood. 
Imagine going up to someone and asking them if you could pretend to hold their drill for a photo. That was his commentary on influencers and, and, and how fake they are. People are judged by how much and what kind of stuff they have that fuels consumer spending based on credit availability. It's the illusion of values. It's an entire persuasion machine. Guess what? It doesn't work. The thrill of purchase only lasts for a limited time. If you're depressed, feeling better will mean regularly buying things to prop up your feelings. The distraction of the new toy will not solve your problems, nor soothe your fears. Nevertheless, media and cultural messages point us to all the things we are supposed to have as part of a middle-class life, and everybody in America thinks they're middle-class. Everybody. It's completely impossible that 95% of America is middle-class, but 95% of America thinks they're middle-class. And one category of that is real estate porn, where people in movies and TV shows live in places that someone with their job could not afford. And the characters don't say anything in dialogue about how most people live this way. It is stated through the set and the wordless acceptance of the actors of the absurdity of such a living situation. Despite all that technology has given us, including toys that Louis XIV would envy, suicide and overdose deaths are higher than ever. We are numb to mass homicides as an everyday occurrence, even when they happen in schools. And still, we are shown this nonsense as something to admire instead of scorn. Stuff doesn't make you feel better. Connecting with people does. Having said that, the only reason I have a one-bedroom apartment rather than an efficiency is the room my hobbies take up. Ham radio, sewing, knitting, cooking, and bookbinding. But it isn't the ham radios that cheer me up. It's the people I meet and talk to on the air. Knitting is a way to keep from fidgeting. Sharing my cooking with friends is one of the delights of my life. Bookbinding can be done with cardboard boxes, dental floss, and printer paper. I've got so many blank books now, I don't know what to do with them. My friends are sick of them. I've given so many away. So let's take a day to think about what really makes us happy. Today I'm going to talk about Grant Cardone. I had never heard of Grant Cardone. That's not surprising. I'm kind of an egghead. I'm more inclined to read classic literature or Russian poets than pay attention to TV shows, reality, job interview TV shows. So I stumbled upon Grant Cardone uh, while cruising around YouTube. He, he seems to sell the idea of success. What he's really doing is teaching people how to be salespeople. That's great, but really, jumping off a bridge has something to do with making you a good salesperson? I'm, I'm not really uh, seeing that. And I'm looking on his products, and I'm just gonna be honest, Damn, this guy's good at sales. <laughs> I mean, wristband 10-pack and 10x planner because you're going to 10x your life. That's kind of a daydream, though. It's, it's something I talk about in my book, The American Dream versus The American Daydream. He, he doesn't, and you could go to one of his classes, which 
I'm sure would teach me how to be a better salesperson. Uh, I think that there's a mistake, though. I think there's a mistake equating success with being a fantastic salesperson. And you can be successful without your own helicopter or talking people into jumping off of bridges or swimming when they really don't know how to swim that well. And granted, I mean, that all takes courage, uh, but, and, and I applaud that, but what is, is being sold to you? Uh, if I wanted to be a great salesperson, I would, I'd be inclined to follow this guy and buy one of the cheaper books, I'm not going to lie to you. That's not the only picture of success that's available to you. There are other pictures of success, such as working hard, not selling a cup of water to someone, meeting people and introducing them. You know, maybe this is all based on the fact that I have no idea. I'm, I'm just not a sales personality. Maybe I am. I've been told by furniture salesmen that I'm a good, I have a sales personality. Uh, I don't know. But when someone comes to me and they're like, I'm successful and I know all the answers and, you know, that doesn't always get me to buy. I'm approaching, and, and you know, I'm sure Grant Cordone would be really disgusted. I'm just offering an answer. And you don't have to drive halfway across the country. You don't have to do any of these glamorous things. I mean, if you're willing to jump off a bridge, and yes, I constant, I'm mentioning jumping off a bridge a lot here. If you're willing to jump off a bridge, travel, drive halfway across the country, one third of the way across the country to jump off a bridge to get a better life for you and your kids, hopefully you would be willing to work four hours a day six months and get a better job that way. You see this a lot. It's, it's the, he's selling the idea of success, but it only looks one way. I've been thinking as part of my book signing is that I'll have an eight by 10 glossy with me and my car and I'll autograph it. And it'll be me and my 2009 Nissan Altima that's paid in full. And it has brand new tires. And these are really good tires. Triple tread. Now, I don't know much about tires, but I, I, I think they're, they're good tires. These are great tires. I'm very pleased with them. And then I got all the little belts on the inside of the engine changed. And I got the brake fluid changed. Now, some of you will be able to tell that I'm just quoting people I've spoken to. I don't know much about cars, but I know belts break. So when they're cracked, I replace them. I know that my tires were slowly leaking and they were old, so I replaced them. So when I show you a picture of my car that's paid in full, well-maintained, on the inside at least, I think that's a picture of, of the American success story. That having this, having a, a concept of the best suits, having this winning attitude, that is probably great for salespeople. All right, uh, I, I'm, but, but, that's only one way of success. There's ads that he's taken out or, or examples of advertisements on his, uh, on his website that he's done, little videos of ads he's done for people. And I'm sure that they're great. I haven't looked at them, you know, but I'm sure they're great. This is all very professionally done. By God, he sure knows, he sure knows how to, uh, uh, how to get people. But master objections, master the cold call, and millions on the phone university. Oh, that's funny. 
become a hustler. You you could go to a homeless shelter and find a hustler. <laughs> you, you don't have to pay this guy for 250 video courses to become a hustler. Okay, go to AA meetings at a homeless shelter and you or, or, or a shelter, a men's shelter or a women's shelter, and you will find hustlers. Yes, you will. And, and you don't have to pay them. Or at least you don't pay them as much as you pay this guy. So I'm, I'm a little... I'm put off. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you by Grant Cordone. I'm a, I'm a little put off. It's just not real American success. Here, this is the definition of the American dream. It was written by James Treslow Adams a little over 100 years ago. That dream of a land in which life should be better and richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity for each according to his ability or achievement. And I would add hard work. Sorry, James Treslow Adams. But um, I think you, you need to add hard work there. The American dream is not, I have my own helicopter. The American dream is, oh, I've got all this stuff. And that means I'm a success. Because that doesn't mean you're a success. And I think we've got an entire generation of people who have come to this realization. And they think, if I want something, I can rent it. We have a neighbor here who, uh, she, I don't know, she rents designer clothes. We're always getting these packages from the service that will rent you designer clothes. Me, I don't care. I mean, I, I honestly, if it's, I've gotten a lot at Goodwill and I've gotten a lot off of bags on the street. These are hand embroidered thousand dollar jeans that I found on the street. So I don't, I don't need that. And I'm a writer, and frankly, nobody expects a writer to be well turned out. They just don't. And I, I can be grateful for that. But I like to think, you know, I'm, I'm not too shabby. Getting back to, to the point is that this ownership, like I have this, I have this. What do you have? I mean, besides a lot of debt, what do you have? And so I think the ultimate emblem of a success story in America, an American success, American dream is a maintained car that is paid for in full. And I'm, I'm talking a lot about my car today because we were woken up at 7.30 this morning, and this is a Sunday. I don't like getting up 7.30 in the morning, Monday through Friday, but this was 7.30 on a Sunday. Our neighbor was knocking on our, our porch saying, a tree almost fell on your car. And sure enough, there was this giant tree. It fell over, but it had some side branches it landed on. And my car was inches from getting smashed. I love that little car. So I, I, that's why I'm talking about my car a lot today. And I think a lot of these, be a winner, you're a loser, win, 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 you're not confident, look me in the eye, I don't like your glasses, this looks funny. A lot of that, it's shallow, but more than shallow, it's not right and it's not true. So we have an entire economy right now that's based on buying things. That is keeping the economy going. So is getting into debt to acquire those things. And somehow this has been translated into, I'm an American success, when that's not true. American success traditionally means you're not in debt. It means you make an honest living and you live you live well i don't need a new car to live well i have to tell you i'm a ham radio enthusiast you want to talk an expensive hobby that's expensive and i have my eye on a 
on a KX3. It's a, basically eh, a little over $2,000. So I'm not getting it anytime soon. But when I get it, I will have gotten it saving a day at a time. It'll take a year or so, and they'll probably have a KX4 or 5 out by that time. And nevertheless, if I get a KX3 or a KX2, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a winner. I can use my small handheld amateur radio and connect with amateur radio satellites in the sky. So there's lots of things that we can do to make our lives better and make us a success that don't involve having your own helicopter and that don't involve... This is an example. There's a lot of ways to be a success that don't involve making a dress out of flower petals. What has that got to do with anything? I mean, seriously. But there are these reality shows and the winner has accomplished this task. Not that anybody's ever going to need it or want it or buy it, but the winner can do this. And, and I'm going to get back to jumping off a bridge. Or you could show how much you want it by jumping off a bridge. Well, I think that goes to the fundamental nature of success. That success is every day. Every day through all the feelings, all the feelings of sadness, of self-doubt, of listening to someone you care about telling you, I don't think this is a good idea. Why don't you... The resistance of your, your friends and family around you, it means that you slog every day and just do one thing every day. When you jump off a bridge, you're putting all your willingness into that moment or a series of moments over 72 hours. And that's not success. That's a flash in the pan. And I want people to redefine success, redefine the American dream to what it really is. Here in America, you can succeed and you don't need a college education. The American dream, what I read to you, that has nothing to do with going to college. And it has even less to do with what you own and your clothing, your car, the outside appearances. When they do studies on what makes people happy, it's not the stuff. It's the relationships. So that's what I want to leave you with. And this is the podcast associated with the tell.substack.com.